You're listening to the Holy Hot Mess Mom podcast. I'm Heather, and I like to treat this podcast like we're just old friends sitting around in our jam jams with no makeup, a messy bun, and probably some sort of bodily fluid on our shirt from a child. In this show, we chat about homemaking, simplifying mommyhood, Jesus, and everything in between. This is a place where we embrace that life can sometimes be a crazy, beautiful, hilarious mess. I want to give you the encouragement, support, and some practical tips to help you thrive, even when some days you might feel like you're riding the Holy Hot Mess Express. So grab a cup of coffee or wine if it's been one of those days. Relax and let's chat. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. So this is the perfect time of year for this because we are getting ready for Advent. And in our family, we really try to make a big deal that Advent is the season that comes before Christmas, not just, yeah, it's the Christmas season, but there's a preparation time before Christmas. And that is Advent. And we're preparing our hearts and our minds for Jesus. But if you're like me, all of a sudden, it's three weeks into Advent and we've never lit our Advent candles and I'm overwhelmed and trying to worry about Christmas shopping and all the things. And I just realized there's probably a lot of people out there like me that would love to really just keep Christ in Christmas and find fun, beautiful traditions for our families. But I don't have a lot of time and extra energy. So I really started thinking last year and the year before that my kids are not going to remember the gifts they got on Christmas. I don't remember any gifts I got on Christmas. Like I couldn't tell you, oh yeah, I got that book when I was 13, anything like that. So why are we spending so much time, effort, money on these gifts when we should be worrying about the traditions? And I think the traditions are what point your heart to God and remind your kids what this is all about. So there's a million different traditions you could have. So if you just step back and think, what are some really awesome traditions my family did when I was growing up? And then ask your husband the same thing and say, what can we do for our family to kind of blend those together? So I know for our family, we were military and we didn't live close to a lot of our family, any of our family really. So one of our big traditions is that we all only got one gift for the rest of the family. What I mean is instead of buying for grandma, grandpa, aunts, uncles, cousins, everything, if you were over 16, your name went into a hat and you knew who you got and they knew that you got them. And that way you could spend time and effort and money on getting a quality personal gift for one person in your family, instead of everybody getting random little things, cause you don't want to spend $50 per person when you have these huge Irish families that have a million people. One thing I just wanted to clarify about our family's little grab bag tradition is that in order to be in this grab bag where you only get one gift and you only give one gift, you have to be over 16. It's kind of like a rite of passage. Everybody under that is still considered kids. So a lot of times everybody will get them something small. And another stipulation is that we do buy for our immediate family. So in my immediate family, it's my mom, my dad, my sister, her husband, my husband, me, we're the ones that are above 16. So because of that, we all still get each other gifts, even if it's just something little. But then as far as the grab bag tradition that we do in our family is we get one gift for somebody else in the family. So I get one 
this year I'm getting it for my grandfather. My husband gets for my cousin, Nicole. And we normally open those up on Christmas Eve. After you get back from mass, you open your grab bag gift because that's when they do it in Pittsburgh. They have a get together and they open the gift. So if you're far away, we just continue the tradition and open that up on Christmas Eve too. So that's a tradition that my husband's family has adopted. And it's been great because I can focus on just buying really meaningful gifts that I think, oh, she would love that. Or he, oh, he really needs this. And I remember him saying he, he really wants one. And I can spend a little bit more money and make it really special. And another tradition that we had is my family always went out to eat on Christmas Eve. We would go to like 4 p.m. mass, and then we would go out to eat with all of our friends that were in the area. And it was great because most people weren't doing that. So we would go to the sushi place and we would all sit around this huge table and just laugh and have fun. And we were pretty much the only people there. And so it was just awesome. We could just sit and talk. And it got to the point where year after year, these people knew that we were coming and they would just like give us free sushi and make like Christmas tree sushi art and things like that. And it's like, those are the memories that I remember for Christmas. I don't remember the gifts that we got. I remember the time that we spent with each other and the things that we did and how singing joy to the world at the end of mass always like made me and my sister giggle. And it still does to this day. And those are the things that I remember when I think about Christmas. So us as parents, we really got to think, what are we going to do for our kids that can make these lasting memories? And if you're a Christian to point your kids towards Christ, because it's not about the gifts and it's not about the monetary or Santa. It's about the fact that we prepare our hearts for the memory of the fact that we have a savior that came to save us. And so in this season of preparing, I've come up with some things that are really simple and really easy. And they are not just one-time things. So that way you're not one and done and your kids forget about Jesus and Christmas, but there are things that you can do year after year. So we're just going to jump right in for awesome things you can try in Advent to make some great traditions for your kids and for you, because let's be real. Christmas is awesome. It's a great time of year. Everybody loves, most people love Christmas, but when you have kids, Christmas is spectacular. Like watching the joy and the magic in their eyes is just amazing. So I want to be able to cultivate good, strong, traditional memories for them in that. So the first one is get an advent wreath. <laughs> it does not have to be fancy. I think I got a frame for like $4.99 at Hobby Lobby and the taper candles for like another $3. You get the three purple and the one pink and plop it in the center of your kitchen table. And that way you can remember Every time that you eat, you can tell one of the kids, it is your job to make sure that we light this candle. So you light the candle, you say your mealtime prayer, and then you can go around and you can talk about Christmas or you can use that candle to pray for people or things like that. So I got a little wreath. It's a fake one that fits right around the advent holder. And I don't have to worry about anything about it. It's cute. And it just pops in the middle of the table and it's an instant like, Oh, it's Advent. That's our Advent wreath. So that's a really easy one you can do. And then just light it. You know, the first Sunday of Advent, you light it and you light the one purple candle for the rest of the week, every time you eat a meal. And then on the second Sunday of Advent, you light the two purple candles and then it's two purple for the rest of it. And that way, if your kids ask any questions, why are we lighting two candles now instead of one? You can look it up on the internet and then you all learn. So that's just a really simple way to remember that you're slowly 
preparing your hearts for Jesus, that it's not just this commercialized thing that we're just trying to prepare and get for Christmas because the twinkling lights are pretty and everybody loves gifts. So another great thing that I did is a couple years ago, my oldest son was getting to the age where I thought, this is the age where he's going to have all these friends doing the elf on the shelf. And don't get me wrong. If you do elf on the shelf, that is fine. I have nothing wrong with it. It's that's totally your prerogative. I just didn't want my kids being good because an elf was watching. I'm like, I wanted them to be good all the time. So we don't do the whole, like Santa's not going to bring you things. If you're bad, I, we never say that it's Santa is St. Nicholas to us. And you know, he's a saint living in heaven. And so now, you know, people call him Santa all over the world and he brings people gifts on Christmas because he wants to share special gifts with everybody like Jesus is a special gift. So that's what we do. In an effort to just remember other people that are less fortunate than us, our kids only get one gift from Santa and it's normally something more meaningful, something smaller. It's generally not like a big toy or something like that because I would hate for my kids to go hang out with their friends and say, Santa got me a $500 computer and oh, Santa got you socks. You know, it was just something that I wanted to be mindful of because I know that there's a lot of less fortunate people out there than us. So that's just kind of my take on what we're doing with Santa because I love the whole Santa magic and the reindeer and it's adorable. So I definitely don't want to squash Santa or the elf on the shelf or elves or anything like that. But what we found is in my search is we found this shepherd on the search. So it's this little plush shepherd kid looking guy. He's he's pretty cute. He's not like creepy or anything. And I'll link to him in the show notes, but, um, it's $29.99 and it comes with the shepherd, the little plus shepherd, a book and this little like cardboard manger scene. So it's great because it's a one-time family purchase, $29.99. The entire family gets one shepherd on the search, on the search, and we can use it for years to come. So this is, I think this will be our third year using it. And this is the first year my daughter is going to kind of even know what's going on. And we tell them because they saw it when we moved, <laughs> it was like in a box and I was like, Oh crap. I just ruined like <laughs> this Christmas surprise. They're going to be like, I thought he was a magic shepherd. And I'm like, oh, no, actually it was just in a box in our attic. Anyway. So <laughs> what we did is we put him in a box and we put stickers and some stamps on it. And we wrote to Santa from us. And with a letter of like, we can't wait for you to give him his magic. So we sent the shepherd off to Santa to get his magic. And then on the first day of Advent at the front door, there's going to be, um, a really pretty like Christmassy box and it's going to have the shepherd in it. And it'll have our first activity that they're supposed to do with the shepherd. And the great thing is this website gives you the activities. It's not like you have to think of cute things to do with your elf because I would forget. And like 29 times out of the 30, however many days of Advent, I would have to like pull it out of my butt. Why the, sh the elf didn't move. So, so this one's cool because you literally go on their website and they have 
free printable activities. So if like on day five, it's color a manger scene, they have the manger scene for you. You just print it all out at once and leave it in a folder in your office and grab it the night before and set it by the shepherd. They also have free, like I'm using air quotes, recipe cards for the activities each day. So you print those out. There's like two per page and you cut them in half and you can keep them somewhere handy. And it says like on day one, you're going to make a paper chain to count down to Advent. And so you make the paper chain and it has like a little memory verse that you're going to use for the rest of the week. And so you can maybe say, you can leave that card like, and recite that memory verse when you light your candle for Advent every dinner, something like that. It's really simple things. There's like a little shepherd craft where you like make a cotton ball sheep, you know? And so like the, it's, it's all done with things that you already have in your house. There's nothing spectacular about this, but it's enough that you're reinforcing every day that the shepherd is going everywhere because he's helping us find Jesus in our hearts. So we always tell regarding the shepherd that, you know, we send him off to Santa and Santa gives him his Christmas magic to come and, and do all these things in the house. And when the kids wake up in the morning, they search for the shepherd and then get their little activity that they get to do that day. And we normally do it like during or right after breakfast. So it's just a really quick, easy thing to do. And so the way he comes into play is on Christmas morning, he's kneeling at the manger in our house and the manger then has baby Jesus in it. So if you don't have a big nativity scene, this is where I'm going to go to my next thing that I recommend is the giving manger. This is a, the, I'll link to the website, but this is a one-time pay again. Like you pay, it's $39.95 for it, but it comes with a book, a wooden manger, a bundle of straw, and a little baby Jesus. And then you can go to their website and print out their little printable of service ideas. And it's all done by age. So there's like a list of service ideas that are recommended by age. And the idea is you put this manger and ours fits right in our, um, in between our advent wreaths. So like in the center of the wreath, plop this little wooden manger. And the idea is, is that it's empty the first day of advent. And for every kind and generous and loving and Christian good thing that you do, everybody in the family, you take a piece of straw and you lay it in the manger. And the idea is you're trying to make a soft, comfy bed for Jesus to lay on so that on Christmas morning, the shepherd is kneeling at the manger and the little removable baby Jesus, you then place him in the manger and Jesus has arrived. And we all kept kindness and moral values in our heart and being more giving than we are taking in this season. And it's so beautiful to watch your kids. So it's got the book too, and it explains what it all is. And it's just adorable to watch your kids. At first they start really just wanting to put all the straw in there and it's kind of like a sticker chart, but then it just come, kind of becomes more of a habit and you forget to even lay the straw in the manger. And these kids are just doing these beautiful giving things because that's what is then in their heart. So it's a beautiful, beautiful tradition. And what's great is the advent wreath, the shepherd on the search and the giving manger. You just buy those once and like never again, do you have to buy anything? You just continue to do them. And now the last thing is my kids love doing crafts, like the like pre-made put together cute little crafts. And I suck at prepping. Like we homeschool and I suck at prepping. I don't 
we even have like an open and go homeschool curriculum because I am not one to like cut out little circles so that we can make baby ants on a paper so that we can study about the letter A. Like I'm not down for it. Most of the time I just give my kids tons of construction paper and glue and some scissors and I just tell them to not cut each other. And that's about as far as craft time goes. (laughs) I don't really like organized prepped craft things because I want to be that Pinterest mom, but I'm really not. And that's okay. And I've come to terms with it. But this thing that I found is called the mass box. It's literally the And it's great because they send you a month's worth. It's like a monthly subscription box and they send you a month's work worth. You open it up and it has a craft and an activity packet for every Sunday of the month. So, and Holy day. So it relates to the readings at mass. Um, what did we do? There was the cloud of witnesses, gospel, something. And so the kids made like a little mobile mobile. I don't know how you say (laughs) mobile, like a baby mobile. Anyways. Um, it was like a little cloud and they cut out each of the little saints. And then you like with the string, they were hanging from the cloud of witnesses, you know, and like, that's the craft. And then they have this activity book that you can take to mass with you. And the kids can do the activity book while you're in mass. It has, it also has like a YouTube page. So they show you how to make the crafts. If you want to just put that on and let your kids do that with them, instead of sitting down with them, you totally can, but it's great because it reinforces these learning, these things at mass. You can do it before mass. You can do it after mass. You can do it sometime during the week to reinforce last week or to do next week. It's a great, great product. And the best part about it for me is the crafts are just in a little Ziploc bag. Like you pull it out and it's ready to go. Everything is cut to the shape it needs to be. You know, it has everything. Maybe you have to pull out some markers or a stapler or some glue, but other than that, super simple on the mom part. And then you look like a rock star mom because your kids are making these religious crafts. It's great. So the banging thing that I found out is I got the email and I wanted to let everybody know about this is they have like a super advent box going on right now. So it's $39.95 for one kid, $64.95 for two kids. It goes up because you're getting, you're doubling the amount, tripling, whatever the amount of the craft supplies. So that's why it's going up. And it's actually made by a family that lives where I grew up, which is kind of cool. I don't know them, but it was cool whenever I got it shipped to me and I saw that it came from North Norfolk, Virginia. And I thought that was really cool. So anyways, this mass box, the advent box is going to have crafts and activities for every Sunday in Advent, including all the holy days as well. It also has a 16 page magazine and a webisode, I guess that comes with every kit. So the crafts you're going to make, they've got natural beeswax Advent candles that the kids actually make their own Advent candles, a Marion Grotto, John the Baptist megaphone. There's a Holy Water font, a pocket decade rosary, Holy Family pop-up card, like just really cute, adorable things that can reinforce Jesus in Christmas. It also comes with one Superbook DVD called The First Christmas, so it's like a a little DVD movie store story, and we pop that in the car. And the kids watch that during the week and then they know what's going on with the readings or whatever, but you can pop it in the car. And every time you go to and from karate or whatever, they're watching the Superbook DVD and it teaches the kids about Christmas. 
and the real meaning of Christmas and stuff. And then it also comes with the living faith kids advent materials, which is like a booklet that you can take to mass. And so it's got themes like getting ready for Jesus and an advent calendar for kids and things like that. And it's phenomenal to take to mass and let the kids play with it, color with it. Even my two-year-old takes it and she just scribbles. So I hope that this has given you kind of the space to just think about what you and your husband might want as the traditions for your family to take on from here, because the kids really aren't going to remember the gifts. They're going to remember the traditions. So I hope some of these little tips and ideas that I've been using might give you some ideas on your own to go search and look for some things. If you come up with anything super cool or super fun, or that's just adorable and low maintenance, then definitely let me know. I'd love to hear about it. You can head over to Instagram or to Facebook and send me a message and let me know what those things are. This episode is over, but there's lots more content for you to check out on my website. Head over to holyhotmessmom.com for all sorts of downloads, posts, and ridiculous stories, as well as the show notes for today's episode. Don't forget to find me on Instagram and Facebook at Holy Hot Mess Mom, as well as in our exclusive Mama Facebook group by searching Holy Hot Mess Mamas. That's Holy Hot Mess, M-A-M-A-S, so we can connect, share, encourage, uplift, laugh, and be virtual best friends. Do you have a topic or something you want to hear about on the show? Shoot me an email at podcast at holyhotmessmom.com. I'd love to hear your suggestions. If you like this episode, would you do me a huge favor and head over to your podcast app and give us a rating and review so that more ladies can find our podcast. The more great reviews we have, the wider we reach with our support, tips, laughs, and encouragement. I would really appreciate it. Until next time.